Hey mama, this is Motherhood Grace, a podcast dedicated to taking care of modern homemakers. I'm your host, Kate Markovitz, a mom ready to rewrite the motherhood narrative with you. I'm fed up with conventional mom culture. You know, the one where mom is the exhausted martyr of the family and only values her worth by her busyness or how much she sacrifices in the name of motherhood. It's time to reclaim our motherhood and our lives. We are women worthy of feeling and being confident, energetic, and joyful. I'm here to provide tools, resources, and the community you need to thrive in your motherhood. You've totally got this. Hi, friend. Welcome back to another episode of the, I almost said the Ladies' Dish podcast. That was a podcast that I did back in 2015 with two of my girlfriends. This is the Motherhood Grace podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm just going to totally leave this in here because at the moment, I am the one that records, sets everything up, does all the editing. So we're going to make this easy. I am your host, Kate Markovitz, and this is episode 25. Today we're talking about quality time, which is based on a listener question-ish. I'm excited to chat through this topic with you today. I was looking through the last couple episodes and there have been some long episodes, which is not necessarily in my intent as a busy mom myself with my hands in lots of different places, juggling a lot of different balls. I wanted this podcast to really be short, sweet episodes that you could listen to possibly while you're driving to soccer practice or to ballet class. And I just wanted them to be rather short, but give you some impactful information to really help you on this motherhood journey. And so I'm going to do my best effort to do that with today's episode, which means we're going to just jump right into it today. So a couple weeks ago, I went on a girl's trip to Chicago to visit my best friend. And then another friend from college got to join up with us. And it's was so renewing for my soul. I really do love to travel and being able to go on girls trips is really important to me. In fact, my girlfriends and I used to meet up twice a year after we graduated college. And obviously now that a lot of us are having children or wanting to have children, this is getting harder and harder, but it's still something that I put at the top of my priority list and really try to make an effort to happen. And I shared a little bit while I was out there and I got some DMs and I felt like they were almost questions or maybe permission or, hey, can you share more? So here were some of the DMs that I got. I got one that said, I'm having my first solo trip, really first solo time period, and I'm not excited about it, but I know I need it. Another DM was, how do you not feel guilty leaving? I struggle with this, even just having a couple hours alone. I crave alone time, but the overwhelm and anxiety that comes when I try to plan it means I never actually do it. And then the last DM that I'm going to read today, I actually got a lot about this trip, was, I feel so jealous seeing you away on a girl's trip. I'd love to go on one, but I don't think I could leave my kids. So just so you all know, I don't take anything personally. (laughs) I think I read 
one of those to some of my family and they're like, oh my gosh, why would they say you're doing the wrong thing? And I was like, no, no, no. Most comments, and this is something I have learned having a public account for so long, most comments that come through are not about me. It's really what is triggered on the other end the other person that's writing to me by what they're seeing or what I am sharing. And so I really don't take too many things personal unless it feels like something that is like somebody is definitely trying to attack me, which trust me, strangers on the internet try to do. <laughs> it's just a terrible reality. I don't get them too much. I feel very blessed for the over the community and the audience and followership that I have grown. But if you heard those comments or you hear me talking about this girl trip and you felt the same way as these comments, please know that you are like, it is just so, so, so common. You are not alone. And in fact, I, I would almost feel that that kind of response is more common than possibly how I feel about leaving my kid and having quality time with myself and with my friends and you'll see how this is going to wrap up with quality time right now it feels like a different topic entirely but let's unpack this a little bit if you are feeling this way it is really a product that is so ingrained in you from social conditioning of the intensive mothering ideology that ideology says that moms have to be with their children 24 7. that mom has to be the primary caregiver that we have to spend all our time and effort and energy on our children or else who knows what's going to happen we have this intense fear that if we don't do that something horrible is going to happen and I mean, think about it, how many moms even wrote that to me, right? Unprompted, like I was just sharing that I was on a girl's trip and all these comments were coming in because people have this so ingrained in them. So there's that aspect of it, of being really ingrained with this ideology. And I would even suggest you going back and possibly listening through some of those toxic mom episodes that I did episodes 20 through 22, those really unpack some of the toxic mom culture because I remember going on a trip when Charlotte was young. She was probably within, she might've been a little bit over a year and I was really nervous about leaving her because that was the first time I was leaving her for like multiple nights and guess what? She was completely fine and I came back a better person, which is what we're gonna talk about later. But I was really nervous. Like I, I totally sympathize and understand why you feel this way. And then I also want to bring in this other aspect and wonder if you possibly struggle with codependency at all. Um, I think about this, like my husband, for example, I love my husband very deeply. He is, you know, a very, if not one of the most important figures in my life besides my daughter. And Yet, I don't feel the need to have to be with him 24-7 for him to know that I love him or for him for to show that I love him, right? Like our relationship does not mean that we have to be together all of the time in order for that love to be true. And um, I feel the same way about my child. I don't need to be with her 24-7 in order for her to know that I love her or that I am important to her. She is important to me. It's, I think when we struggle with codependency, it, 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 
allows us to buy into that belief that you have to be get be together 24 seven in order for that to be true. And maybe we even grew up seeing examples of relationships of people who had to be together 24 seven in order for them to really exist. I, I definitely have examples in my life of couples who have literally never done anything separate. And I don't see that as a good thing. <laughs> I see that as codependency. And you know, you should not be that reliant on anyone other than yourself. So this really brings me to my point of quality time and thinking what matters most, having quality time or quantity time with your loved ones, especially your kids. Because when you are together 24 seven, you cannot possibly have quality time the entire time. It's it is a result of just quantity time, more time together. So what is better, being half in and half out, having to do other responsibilities, but always being together in the same household or at the same activities, or even spending 15 quality minutes today, a day that are very intentional, that are looking in each other's eyes, that are laughing, that are creating memories, that are having meaningful conversations. I assure you that your child is going to appreciate having quality time with you over quantity time. So quality time is also a love language. So I mentioned before, possibly codependence, but possibly it's also your love language. And so maybe you feel most loved when you are spending quality time with someone, or that is how you give love. You spend quality time with people. And I'm talking about the five love languages by Gary Chapman. If you've never heard of love languages before, I am a firm believer in love languages. I think it's really, really important. So we have to remember that quality time is not everyone's love language, but I do think that kids seem to be really filled up by quality time. But again, it doesn't have to be quantity time. We think like, oh, if it's not an hour, or if it's not like a certain length of time, it doesn't count. But here's something that I'm kind of drawing a parallel to. This reminds me a lot of exercise and people thinking that you have to exercise for an hour or it doesn't count. And do you know where this came from? I learned this when I was teaching fitness classes is because most fitness classes are an hour because that's how we pay people. We pay people an hourly wage. And so we made fitness classes an hour so that we could pay someone for the hour that they were actually um, serving, right? That they're actually working, not because that is the amount of time that is best for your body or not because it's the amount of time you need for your health. So think, think about quality time and think about what actually matters. It, it doesn't have to be a full hour. Like I said, it can be 10 minutes. It can be 15 minutes. It might be right before bed when you read a book and you really talk about each other's day and what you're thankful for and what mattered that day. What was a hard moment? What do you need help with? Those, That quality time together at night, even though it may not seem like it was the entire day or the highlight of the day, that matters. But guess who else is also filled up with quality time? Not just your kids or not just your partner, but yourself. And spending quality time with you, yourself, is also really important. The relationship that you have with yourself matters. 
A British study recently found that moms average just 17 minutes of this me time or quality time with themselves each day. And we actually learned that this could be even less for Latinas because they have a very machista culture. I probably said that totally wrong. My um, my brother always makes fun of me. I have the worst. I sound very just American when I say anything in a different language. Anyway, moving on. So women, even if they work, are still expected to pick up much of the caregiving and the housekeeping duties regardless of what else they have on their plate. So we're really trying to do it all. It's what we saw our mothers doing and possibly our grandmothers doing. But over a period of time, you'll obviously burn out. You likely have mental health issues like depression or possibly anxiety. And a lot of times from what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing is people are feeling like the me time is another to-do checklist item. It's another thing that stresses them out. And I think that means that we're really approaching this the wrong way. Because if you go in stressed out about this activity that's supposed to fill you up, like it's, it's doing the opposite, right? Because what should you get from alone time? And what does quality me time or quality alone time really do? It gives you patience. It gives you groundedness. It gives you appreciation. Remember, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I find that even if I just go for a walk for two or three hours, I start missing my daughter. I'm like, oh, I think I want to get back. I, you know, I miss her I, after just a little bit of time, right? So really taking that quality time to yourself or away from whoever you're with all the time makes your heart grow fonder. You get to be in a better mood, right? And so um, really making this quality time is going to give you those things. And if you're not feeling those things after whatever you're trying to do right now, it's not truly quality time. But here are some things that I hope I can help you get to the place where you can schedule in this quality time or carve out the quality time because it's also important for your kids and for your children because when you are away from them, they can grow more resilient. They're going to learn to use their voice and ask for what they need. I have to give an example about this because I, I really think that what's happening with a lot of kids today is they're spending so much time with a primary caretaker who is like with them all of the time or like majority of the time that kids are not actually like using their voice and are having a harder time expressing their needs because the primary caretaker, whether it's you, the mom, or just like one other person is anticipating what they need. So it's like they never actually have to learn how to express it. I hope this is making sense. Like, you know, let's say mealtime, for example, you notice your child just starts to get a little bit fussy and, and um, restless. So you're like, oh, look, it's 1145. It's time for lunch. We're gonna go up here and go for lunch, instead of saying to the kid, are you getting hungry? Is your belly need something to eat? Like we're not really teaching kids what they're actually feeling in their body because we as the adult know so much and it's the same person all the time. So we know their schedule. So it's just like a, it's a constant routine instead of teaching them to actually express their wants. If they're with a bunch of different people, 
and those people don't necessarily know their schedule, they have to learn how to advocate for themselves. They have to learn how to speak up and talk and say, hey, I'm getting hungry now. So there's so many benefits to you actually being away from your child. And again, they can get appreciation. Absence of you will make their heart grow fonder for you. They'll be excited when you come home. They're going to have new experiences, the opportunity to express themselves, a different understanding of the world where it's not the same thing over and over again. We know that having the same routine can be very calming for a child, but also how do they experience more? right? How do they learn to understand the world by getting these new and different experiences? So while you might keep most of the days the same, having other people come in and the way that they speak, the way that they act, the way they cut the food, those are all new and unique experiences. We, we hear the phrase, it takes a village, right? We've all heard that. And I think we've lost the true meaning. So this is actually that it takes a village is attributed to an African proverb. It takes a village really means that it takes an entire community to interact with a child for that child to develop and grow in a safe, healthy environment. So that means that that child needs more than you. That child needs to experience a whole community for them to develop, to the, for them to know that they can go other places and be safe, for them to know that other people can take care of them. They don't have to rely on just the one person, their mom. So just remind yourself of that. It, in order for your child to truly develop into a full person, they need to interact and have experiences with many different people. We aren't meant to do this alone. You don't have to be with your child 24-7 for your child to be okay. It also gives the opportunity for your partner, should you have one, to learn that they are capable. You don't learn best when somebody is constantly hovering over your shoulder or telling you, hey, this is what you need to do next. This is what the schedule is. The goal for partnerships is not to be clones of each other. Of course, you want to have similar values and you don't want to be coming in with two completely different mindsets about what really matters. But kids need the opportunity to learn who they are in different scenarios, and again, how to express themselves. I remember when my daughter was really learning how to communicate better, and she was worried about me leaving because she said, like she was worried that she couldn't ask her dad for food, or he wasn't gonna make her food, or you know, something like that. And so she had to learn what are the things that her dad will make for her and they're not necessarily the same things that her mom makes for her but that she can ask him for food he can still give her food even though you know mom usually does it most of the time so those are the important skills the important things that kids need to learn is that it's kind of like when you're potty training that you can go anywhere and there will be a potty there for you to be able to go to the bathroom it doesn't matter who you're with these people are going to be able to feed you and to get you nourishment. These are important skills that kids really need to learn. So quality time is really all encompassing. It's about quality time with you and your kids. And if you are like for me, I am a primary caretaker. I work from home. I'm with my daughter majority of the time when she's not in school. And so 
I still try to really intentionally take 15, 30 minutes a day where it's an activity that her and I are doing where we're like, there's nothing else around me. There's no phones. There's no distractions. We are talking. We're maybe, and most of the time I let her pick. We're either like, she likes to do a lot of art together with me. So we'll do like coloring or watercoloring. We made slime the other week and now she wants to play with the slime a lot. Um, we play like actually play with little figurines and things. And listen, I'm not saying this is always the quality time that I would pick to have, but I know that it really fills her up and I know it really matters to her. And so I try to make the effort there. So there's quality time between you and your children. There's quality time between you and your partner. That is also really important. I didn't touch upon that too much in this episode, but I hope you can extrapolate that that is also really important. And then quality time with you and yourself. You have to be able to carve out that time. Doesn't have to be a girl's trip. Doesn't have to be something like big and extravagant. It costs a lot of money, but it's important and necessary for you to be able to have that time with yourself so that you can come back a more patient, grounded, and better version of who you really are. And um, there is a book. Let me see if I can just pull it up. You can probably hear me. Here it is. There's a book that talks about this. I remember really learning a lot from, which is called Grumpy Mom Takes a Holiday, Say Goodbye to Stress, Tired and Anxious, and Say Hello to Renewed Joy of Motherhood by Valerie Warner. And um, this book is religious. So if you don't prefer to have that lens, then I would suggest a different book. But um, it's, it's, again, good reminders that taking breaks and taking time away, it, I think of it, I don't think of it as breaks anymore. I think of it as quality time with myself, <laughs> taking time to just reconnect to who I am and what really matters, that that is just very, very important for overall health and happiness in motherhood. So I hope this episode will help you a bit or just if nothing else, give you a different perspective on what that means to have some time away from your children and that they will be fine and they will actually even be better for it. Uh, the next episode that is coming to you next week is called Let It Go. We're going to be talking through the full moon and some fun activities that you could create little traditions that you can create around the full moon and give you some ideas of what we actually started this year, which I know sounds kind of funny, but it's just, it's a nice way to have something to celebrate every single month because there's always a full moon. So we're going to go through some of that. So stay tuned. I hope you have a fantastic week. And if you like this episode, or if you've been enjoying the podcast, please go and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. It's really helpful for me. It helps other people find the podcast and let them know what you're enjoying about it. Thank you so much and have a fantastic week. All right, mama, I have a question. Are you glowing? We've all heard about that pregnancy or new mom glow, though I cannot confirm that was true for me. But if you are in need of some skincare or beauty products to help elevate your glow factor, search no farther than today's podcast sponsor, Beauty Counter. Beauty Counter is a disruptive, clean beauty brand pioneering a movement to get safer products into the hands of everyone. 
My favorite glow-worthy products in skincare are the All Bright Sea Serum in the morning and the Overnight Resurfacing Peel in the evening. They're my dynamic duo. Plus, a little Dew Skin Tinted Moisturizer for safe PF and a fresh mom look during the day. If you'd like to try some clean skincare or makeup products, check out katesbeautycounter.com. Just go to katesbeautycounter.com.